Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show tonight. We are grateful that you have chosen to share part of your evening with us. And it's great to be able to share with you, our viewers, the things that we are learning as we continue to investigate the claims of early Mormon polygamists. So get out your telephone dialing finger because in about a half an hour we're going to open up the telephone lines and invite you to call in and share your comments and questions regarding our subject tonight. Before we get started, I'd like to make an announcement. Um, this Sunday in Brigham City, there is going to be a Church in the Park event. Eight churches in the Brigham City area are gathering together to worship at 10.30 a.m. on this Sunday, June 10th, at Pioneer Park in Brigham City. And then after the service, there's going to be free burgers and hot dogs, and everybody's invited to come and share the fun and enjoy good fellowship and good fun and a good and gracious God. So everybody, come on this Sunday, 10.30, at Pioneer Park in Brigham City. In... Um, a few months ago, we had on the show a man by the name of Charles Larson, and he has written a book entitled By His Own Hand Upon Papyrus. We interviewed him about that book. He's going to be on the show again next month, by the way. But in that book, he has uh, presented proofs beyond any argument that the contents of the Book of Abraham is a pretended writing. Today we're going to tackle, and tonight we're going to tackle the Book of Abraham again, but from a different perspective. With our guest, Pastor Dan Mamatella, we're going to dig further into the teachings of Joseph Smith's so-called revelation or translation, whichever you want to call it, and present to you, our viewers, information that should confirm the suggestion that the Book of Abraham needs to be removed from the official canon, that it should be shredded, or at the very least, it should be placed in the category of poorly written fiction. Pastor Mamatella has been a guest on our show in the past. He's the pastor of Mill Creek Baptist Church, and he has personally suffered some negative experiences in this culture simply because he is black, which is a direct result of the Book of Abraham and other early Mormon dogma. So I would like to welcome and thank again tonight Pastor Dan Mamatella. Thanks for coming again. Thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. We, you've got some good information to share with our viewers, and we're excited to see it uh, as you present it. Yeah, we have a ton of information. Uh, yeah. Excellent stuff today. <laughs> get yes. out your pencil and notepads. You get, they're going to need some. And call somebody to yeah. watch the program. Yes. Call somebody to watch the program. Good yes. idea. Okay, uh, before we get started, I have some scriptures that I would like to put up on the screen and quote. The first one is Galatians 3.28 where it says there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 9 says, There is no favoritism with him, meaning God of course. And Romans 2.11 says, For God does not show favoritism. 
these statements about God's dealing with humanity should prove um, all by themselves. Just, just his own statements about them themselves proves that God had never, has never withheld blessings from any, anyone because of their skin, skin color. Whether it's a sub, a pretended priesthood blessing or anything else. He, skin color has not, nothing to do with the way God deals with human beings. The early Mormon doctrine of the Negro curse of Ham was it folklore or was it doctrine? And Pastor Dan, you got some great comments and some discussion points and questions tonight about that. So why don't you just share it with uh, us? Absolutely. Uh, you call somebody to watch, and uh, you, by all means, watch as the program <coughs> proceeds. What I'd like to share is this, that uh, uh, segregation of, of blacks or people of dark skin color has been... Uh, was a doctrine, and I'll prove to you that in just a little bit. To begin with, I have a slide of uh, Brigham Young, who once said that the only men who become gods were those who enter into polygamy. Now that slide is important because he said that in the Journal of Discourses, and uh, that's important because uh, all the uh, uh, non-Europeans uh, were barred or prevented from becoming gods if this was the criteria. Now, what we're asking, as you've heard, is two basic questions. The question number one is, was it folklore, this curse, the Negro curse of, of Ham, the curse of Cain, the curse of heaven, this thing that has to do with the curse, was it folklore or was it doctrine of the church? And we will look at uh, what may be done, at least, to, uh, to address that issue. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, but to understand this, really, we have to go back uh, to the Declaration declaration that happened um, 1978 mm -hmm. and I have some ex excerpts that I'd like to put on the screen for you uh, the whole thing they can go read it for themselves google it out and then uh, read that but what it says in part is this as we have witnessed the expansion of the work of the Lord over the earth in turn it, it, it inspired us uh, with desire to extend to every member uh, worthy member, that is, of the church, all the privileges and, uh, and the blessings that uh, this priesthood thing affords. And then it continues, and we have pleaded with the Lord, at the bottom says, the temple, we supplicated with the Lord in the upper room of the temple, and he continued, and God has heard us. But before then, what I, let me go back here. He, they pointed out that not only has God, uh, had they pleaded with God, but they said that uh, they took a vote after this. Now, the vote was taken, uh, vote was sustained, at least the vote to sustain the foregoing motion was unanimous uh, in the affirmation. And he says, as a result of that, that proves that God has heard them. They're voting. I've never heard that before in any Christian setting where we had to vote whether and they God claimed that it was God. Yeah. It's very interesting. And we'll talk about this in a little bit more. Because God has cursed people from heaven, and this goes all the way back to the pre-existence, if you ever believe that at all. But, uh, then it goes to the case of Cain and Ham, and uh, Egypt is in all this mix. But when it's all said and done, uh, they are voting. It's not God who's revealing to them this information. They are pleading with him that we need change. I thought things were done by God. And uh, you'll see as we proceed here in a little bit that this 
so-called curse or the Negro curse or the curse of Ham uh, is nothing but a fabrication that we are pleading tonight that the church will have to distance itself from. Now, to understand this, you have to go back to the past. And in the past, we find statements that were made by uh, Brigham Young in a publication entitled The Juvenile Instructor. Now, The Juvenile Instructor, that's very interesting because this is a publication of the church. Mm -hmm. And in page 57, 157 of the text, uh, uh, it, it has a caption there, and we're going to quote from this document, just this document. And you can see that what seemed like a, a black person. And uh, this clearly demonstrated that this was not folklore. It was not some spurious teaching. It was doctrinal. This is something that the church uh, was endorsing at the time. And uh, if you zoom into this and you look at it, I have one quotation out of this. The first quotation says this. Out of this church doctrine, church document, Doris, mm -hmm. it says this. The pure Negro is generally regarded as an unmixed descendant of Ham. Uh, our engraving of a Negro is of this type. Now, why would the church engrave a Negro? Have they engraved anybody else? No. And they are claiming that this was not policy, this yeah. was not doctrine, but it's in the very his historical documents of the church. By the way, this statement is made by Brigham Young, if you go read the entirety of the document. And then we quote again, it says, goes on to say that the skin is quite black. Duh, God made it black. <laughs> And their hair is woolly and black. But notice this. It says their intelligence is stunned. Whoa. And it says that it appeared to have never arisen from the savage state of barbarism. Everybody who is non-European out there listening, you are dumb. Your intelligence is stunted. Either that or the church has to distance itself from this job. Right. This is right. something we're appealing to, to the LDS church. It's interesting. When you read the Bible... <clears throat> In the book of uh, 1 Samuel, when God was anointing David as king, the scripture says, in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, it says, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, the LDS is, is just concerned, at least the world's concerned about the, the, color, outward, appe the outward appearance. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we're saying, if you have said you're going to distance yourself from this thing, then really do it. Go ahead, remove this so-called book of Abraham out of your, your, your scriptures. Because this is the heart of the problem. It is considered scripture by the LDS uh, faith. It mm -hmm. is the basis upon most of the racist mm -hmm. uh, past it is of this basis. organization. It is the basis for it. And I have a couple of quotes here that I would mm. like to share too. On feb uh, feb February 5th mm. of 1852, Brigham Young made... A, a prophecy about what would happen if the Mormon church ever gave up their racist doctrine. Mm. And I quote, On that day, on that very day and hour, we should do so. The priesthood is taken from this church and kingdom, and God leaves us to our fate. The moment we consent to mingle with the seed of Cain, the church must go to destruction. We should receive the curse which has been placed upon the seed of Cain and never more be numbered with the children of Adam who are heirs to the priesthood until that curse be removed. Mm. Now this is what he said. Now may I suggest, by the way, he says that the children of Adam are heirs, and yet it's the children of Adam who are cursed for because of the 
sin. Exactly. And uh, not just the, the, the blacks, the the blacks aren't cursed because of sin. The whole human race whole is human under race. The, the curse of sin. And then Orson Pratt said, and listen to this one, folks. Journal of Discourses, volume 17. He says, sisters, you begin to say before your husbands, or husbands, you begin to say before your wives, I do not believe in the principle of polygamy, and I intend to instruct my children against it. Oppose it in this way, and teach your children to do the same. And if you do not become as dark as midnight, there is no truth in Mormonism. Mm -hmm. Now, how many millions of people, Mormons, have rejected polygamy? They haven't become black? They haven't become black. And there's a whole lot of black people at the temple right now as we were... So there's no truth in Mormonism there's then, no according to what he said. <laughs> they need to remove this book. That's our appeal tonight. They need to remove this book. At least we're suggesting to you guys out there that you may put it in your historical documents, but you cannot call this... Scripture, and at the same time, in February, come, 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 come out with a statement that says you have, you have no racism whatsoever. Yes, you, you don't, <laughs> and you've got the priests or the, uh, the dark-colored people uh, in the priesthood, but they're still cursed. I mean, you said yeah, this. Yeah, they haven't removed it. They have not removed right. it. Right. And this is the, when you consider the book of Abraham, this started with, a, uh, in 18. Uh, 35. Way back in 1835, a man comes along by the, main, by the name of uh, Michael Chandler. And this man, he, uh, uh, he, he's selling some mummies. And uh, not only mummies, and uh, some scrolls. And Joseph Smith buys these, he translates one of the scrolls, and in 1842 it is published in the church uh, uh, print uh, as a book of Abraham. Now, think, think about it. Why would a church buy a document about Jehovah God from the mummies, <laughs> mummies, that is, people who are dead, from the tombs in Egypt, mm -hmm. at, in the land where it says the land was cursed, the people there was cursed? Why would Abraham leave a document there? How come nobody knows about this document? This is nothing but jargon. And uh, Dr. James R. Clark down at the Brigham Young University down there, he said this about this. He says, we know approximately how much material was translated from each character. Wow. He knows how much material was translated out of one character? That's interpretation. That's not a translation. Mm -hmm. Translating and saying exactly what has been said without adding anything. Good In point. one case, for instance, um, Joseph Smith finds 177 words out of one character, and this character has to do with an Egyptian god named Kunz, or whatever it is. But what, what does Christianity have to do with, with uh, mythology and idolatry? There is a, the God has strict uh, restriction uh, regarding having to do with idolatry mm -hmm. and all these things. So mm -hmm. this is not really a book of God. Uh, just last month, no, last month, uh, February, in February, a, a professor down at Brigham Young University, down there by the name of uh, Randy Bott, mm -hmm. uh, he was asked some of the questions, and we have a few quotes of him. He says, in the church there was restriction on the priesthood for male members of African descent. It is not known precisely why, how, and when the restrictions began in the church. 
He's lying. Yeah, he certainly is lying. How can you lie, Professor? And you call yourself Professor. Yeah, Professor can understand. But you are a member of the LDS Church, and you're supposed to be telling the, speaking the truth. And here it is, you're claiming you don't even know where these things are. The, the, your history is replete uh, on these matters, be that as it may. The second statement he makes on the same uh, interview that he had with the Washington Post is this. Uh, he says, God has always been discriminatory. God has always been discriminatory. And you know, I just read those verses <laughs> at the beginning where God oh, is not discriminatory. Not he shows no favoritism. Absolutely. God is not a respecter of persons, the right. scripture says. Right. You know, and uh, that is the basis then. This book of Abraham forms the whole foundation for this racism that is still, to this very day, still continues although unacknowledged, but it still continues. And uh, uh, to quote, I mean, he says this was never a doctrine. But in 1961, another president, president of the LDS Church, David O. McKay, was asked the same question. The policy, why is the basis of the policy of restricting blacks from the priesthood? And this was his answer. It rested solely on the book of Abraham. That is the only reason. It is founded on that. I mean, that is a succinct statement of a president of the LDS Church. Mm -hmm. says, this is the crux of the matter, and we are appealing to you. You need to speak to your leaders out there. I know some of you uh, LDS people have been talking to us, and you're frustrated about this book, and especially this past. The only way to fix this is to acknowledge that this book is not an accurate historical account, and distance yourself from it. Uh, Doris was talking about uh, a man who's beyond the show here uh, in the future, Charles. Charles uh, Larson. Yes, Charles Larson. And uh, he put together a book by his own hand upon the papyrus. In other words, he tinkered with the papyrus to make it say what it didn't say in the first place when they found it. It was not in its pristine uh, uh, condition. So he, and, and then uh, the alphabet and everything that was found in those scrolls, Joseph Smith scrolls, were submitted to a team of experts who are uh, professional Egyptologists. And this is one of what one of them said uh, by the name of E. I. E. Edwards. And he wrote this. He says, uh, the whole work of so-called translation, the work of uh, the book of Abraham, this whole work, he says this, it is largely a piece of imagination lacking in any kind of scientific value. Now, last time I checked, the LDS people were pretty smart. Well, they, they say the glory of God is intelligence. Oh, brother, they, but I, I don't think they will stand, uh, stand for this. They will demand that this be removed, be taken out, because this is just jargon. This is something that is a document that is very... You can't hold this as scripture. On what basis do you... Are you going to tell the whole world... You know how many people live in Pakistan? You know how dark they are? Look, look at me. They are darker than me. And yet they are all cursed India. How, how many billion? Over a billion in, in India. India. And they are cursed. Cursed. In your scriptures, you need to remove this stuff. You need to remove Amen. that book out. It's Amen. not scripture. Now, mm -hmm. it is important maybe if we look at some of the quotations that Joseph Smith said. Mm -hmm. What did he believe? Let's see because, what he said. Yes, he's the founder, right? Mm -hmm. He's the founder. You say it's not doctrine. We say it was doctrine. Then you better remove it out of your books, at least the part that is supposed to be scripture. Scripture is a document that dictates how we live and how we act. Now, the LDS founder, the beginner, where it all started, this is what he said. In 1836, he made a statement. 
I can say the curse is not yet taken off from the sons of Canaan. Neither will it be until it is affected or affected by the greatest power who caused it in the first place. Wow. I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this. Can you believe this? That founder said there is a curse. And then he goes on, another clip that I have for you. From him sprang that race, see, which pre preserved the curse in the land. This is out of the pearl of great price, which you consider scripture. The people who exist, who has darker skin, are preserving the curse. This is, this is unconscionable. You need to remove that, and I know you'll stand up, you will face the truth, and then you will, you will talk to your leaders. That has to be removed. That needs to be corrected. So I'd like to make a, a, a comment right here on, the, mm -hmm. on Canaan and the curse of Ham. Yes. Uh, Canaan was the son of Ham, mm -hmm. and in the Bible, Noah did not place a curse on Ham, but on Canaan. And in all the research that I've done, Canaan, the Canaanites were Caucasian. They, they are not black, of the black race. They are Caucasian. So that right there absolutely, totally nullifies all of their scriptures, so-called scriptures. Well, because they're not under any curse. They're not, and then you're going to find out that people, Joseph Smith himself, in just a little bit here, that he claims to be part of part the group that has been cursed. Yeah. Look at one of exactly. his exactly. We'll do one it. of the next quotation. <laughs> what he says, he says, regarding Noah. Remember, folks, we're we're operating on this uh, platform or premise that says the curse. I mean, this thing about the curse of the Negro, the curse of Ham, the curse of Heaven, whatever curse, curse, curse. Uh, it was never a doctrine of the church. Joseph Smith wrote, Noah, his father, about, about, uh, regarding him, says, Noah cursed him. He cursed him as uh, pertaining to the priesthood. He says it. He says, it. now they're telling us it was never a doctrine. Anyway, he con uh, Joseph, uh, another Joseph now in this case, uh, by the name of uh, Joseph Fielding Smith. Now, this is not the seniors. I have a book by Joseph Smith Sr., or books by him. But the junior, he said this, this is very important. He says, President Young, Brigham Young, declared that Joseph Smith was a pure Ephraim mind. Right. Wow, right. pure Ephraim mind. That is a good statement. Hey, if, you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you have a dark skin out there, rejoice. You are in good company with Joseph Smith. You know why? Because we find out this, <laughs> Sister Dory, we find out that the, the, the Ephraimites are half black. That's right. Now you go read sure Genesis are. chapter 41. Mm -hmm. The Ephraimites are half black. And if Joseph Smith was a pure Ephraimite, uh, <laughs> Ephraim's mother was an Egyptian. Uh, yes. No. What does it say about Joseph Smith? He does not, he's not eligible for the priesthood. That's right. His own doctrine made wow. him eligible for it. I mean, they didn't even, see. the problem is that they don't even read the Bible. So they took make that statement about Joseph Smith being an Ephraimite, and at the same time he's saying something about uh, blacks and, and one drop of, of blood uh, cursing someone. Mark E. Peterson said this, and Mark E. Peterson was uh, a Mormon apostle. Now, I like him because he wrote some other bad stuff, I tell you what. I don't know how you call somebody like that an apostle of your church. Uh, Mark E. Peterson, he said this, um, when he dealt with an issue called the race problems. This is what he said. If there is one drop of Negro blood in my children, as I have read to you, they receive what? The curse. curse. Wow. <laughs> and they tell us this is not a doctrine. This is an apostle. 
And not only does he say, I mean, this illustrates one thing, that the book of Abraham, folks, is bogus. It is a bad book. It is a racist book. And it is not to be considered scripture. You need to talk to your officials. Expunge this stuff out of your book. It is upon this book that, I mean, this book centers millions, now billions, when you add the Indians alone or a billion, mm -hmm. combine those with the, with the uh, uh, Pakistanis and the entirety of Africa, you got billions sentenced to a curse. Abuse, discrimination, degradation. I mean, it doesn't, this is, this is not good at all. The church needs to move to change this. Now, a few years ago, here in Salt Lake City, mm -hmm. uh, a miss came up with uh, what they call the DNA evidence and the conclusive DNA evidence. By the way, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they boast of the largest database on genealogy here in the DNA. Mm -hmm. So when they were consulted or confronted with the truth, they changed. They changed, for instance, the book, the introduction to the Book of Mormon. They changed that. Mm -hmm. Used to read traditionally that they are the principal ancestors of the American Indians. Well, now it reads, and they are among, among the ancestors of the American Indians. That's important. Confronted with the truth, they changed. Now, you have a document that is mythology in your, in your scriptures. You need to take the same step and remove this document. Now, by the way, it's very hard when you say this because this is hard. People don't understand. They think we're angry. We're not angry. But uh, the Worldwide Church of God, a few years ago, they went through this. They were listed as a cult, and they changed and today, they are Christian brothers and sisters in the Lord. Mm -hmm. The LDS should do the same thing. That's right. Get rid of this stuff. Just get rid Each of it president, and follow the Bible. Yes. And for, I, I just want to have two more, few more slides for you before I go. But each president of the LDS church, I just want to remind you that he is ordained as the prophet, the seer, and the revelator. Now, a few years ago, there was a man by the name of Mark uh, uh, Kaufman, Mark Hoffman. And this man sold to the church, Doris, fake documents, fake documents. They didn't forged, know it. And they paid a lot of money for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And you know what? They paid a lot of money for the papyri and the, and the mummies. They and sure the, did. $2,400, I think, is but what he bought. You know how much money that that's is? That's a lot of money. But what, what they did do is, <clears throat> when it came to Mark Hoffman, yeah. they distanced themselves from this forgery. Now... New archaeological finds have demonstrated this is a forgery, too. You see, uh, I have another picture of Mark Hoffman with the elders and the leaders of the church. They're looking at the, the right there on your screen, they're looking at the documents, they bought them for thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. and we're saying, look, you were duped here. You were duped again in the issue of these papyri. Remove the things, this thing is a saw, I mean, it's, it's a... It's a painful past. Remove it from your midst. Take it out of, out of your dogma, at least as scripture. Otherwise, you're not going to be accepted in the Christian world as, as, as believers in Jesus Christ. You will still remain a cult unless you remove this stuff. Because some of us are cursed and we are passionate about this. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The same, the, 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 these papyri, as the door is in the same light as, as the Mark Hoffman. Because they were forged. And the experts say, hey, these, this is not what these documents are saying. They're talking about the dead. Has nothing to do with Jehovah God. Has nothing to do with uh, Abraham. So why are, you, why are you keeping the text? Why are you keeping these things? I think what, what I find interesting is that there are um, several comments that are being made by some of the Mormon church officials. Mm -hmm. And we need to add right here, too, by the way, mm -hmm. that uh, the, the fundamentalists follow right in with the category here of uh, being prejudiced. Absolutely. And, and so we are appealing also to the Mormon fundamentalists as we do mm -hmm. this show about this uh, Book of Abraham is a fraud. It's but a fraud. Mormon scholars um, don't really don't have a truthful answer to the problems of, the, of, of a literal translation mm -hmm. of the Book of Abraham. And some of their excuses are uh, that the portion that Joseph Smith used to translate it no longer exists, that it didn't, you know, there's a little part there in the, in the papyrus that's missing, and perhaps that's the one that he translated the Book of Abraham from. Some of them say it's not a literal translation from the papyrus, but that it's a revelation, and that God used the papyrus and the artifacts to, uh, to inspire Joseph Smith to, to have the revelation. But the, the beginning of the book of Abraham says that it is a translation exactly the from the papyrus yes. and that it is the writings of Abraham mm -hmm. written by his own hand upon papyrus. And the book of Abraham is a revelation not a trans if it's a revelation and not a translation, why did the Mormons have to spend $2,400 to buy the mummies and the papyrus? He could get the revelation without that. There you go. And, and, and one of the BYU professors have acknowledged that on that skull, uh, at least there are some nine gods, and then there's the name of them. We don't have a thing for you, we, but you can Google it up and, and check it out. Nine idols. That's nothing to do with Jehovah right, God, and absolutely. it's all in a tomb. What does it have to do with, with the revelation of God? It is to be removed. It is a fake. And I have some suggestions, maybe three suggestions that the church can do. And you're going to say, well, how could you be on our side? I'm on your side. In as much as I was on the side of the worldwide church of God. And that is this. Your church ne needs to uh, distance itself from this racist past. There's no, no way around it. And uh, you cannot go back to the historical speeches uh, on the Journal of Discourses and change every one of them because they have already been spoken and taught. So you need to change one thing, and that is this. Remove the book, the so-called Book of Abraham, and as scripture. It. You can put it in your historical document. For us who are cursed, it will be fine. Admit that it was the new archaeological finds have already. The Sense and Scroll, for instance, uh, they show how that this book it cannot be true. And uh, admit that the, the new archaeology has uh, shed light on this and distance yourself from this. How long are you going to keep it? This is the time. Somebody in the paper here in Salt Lake City a while ago it said, uh, this is the moment, moment. And we're saying yes. This is a moment, moment of truth. You need to come to truth. You need to admit these things, remove them and move on and maybe, who knows. Later on you may not be classified as a cult also. Um, we have reached um, 
the halfway through the show, but we don't have our message to show because our guests were having technical difficulties. But I would like to mention right now mm -hmm. that um, this uh, presentation that Pastor Dan has prepared and has been putting on through the um, um, up on the screen can be found on our website, whatloveisthis.tv. You go to www.whatloveisthis.tv uh, slash show notes. And when you, when you get on the web page, just scroll down a little bit and find show notes and click on that and you'll be able to get off of the our internet site this presentation that Pastor Dan has been showing. Mm -hmm. um, we are opening up the telephones lines now. Uh, you can call us at 801-973-TV20, 801-973-8820. Call in and let us hear what you think about all of this and maybe some questions or comments that you might have regarding what uh, Pastor Dan um, is showing you tonight. Um, and perhaps many of you might be asking the question, what does all of this stuff about the book of Abraham have to do with polygamy? What love is this? Well, it has everything to do with it. Uh, most Mormon polygamists hold on to the original teachings of the original Mormon church and Joseph Smith, and most of them are still dyed in the wool racists. Mm -hmm. They are racist simply because the Mormon leadership taught racism as doctrine. Mm -hmm. They taught that God is the author of racial prejudice. Mm -hmm. Everything that came out of the mouth of Joseph Smith is relative to polygamy and to polygamists. They're gambling their eternity on the idea that Joseph Smith is a true prophet of God. But if Joseph Smith is proven wrong on only one doctrine, then every single thing that Joseph Smith taught must be rejected. So that's what it has to do with polygamy, what love is this. Now, we, we have some more information that we want to share, but in the meantime, you can be calling in. Our telephone lines are open, 801-973-TV20. Give us a call, and don't wait till five minutes, too, to call us, because then we may not be able to get you on the air, so you can start calling now. Okay, Pastor, you have some more things that you want to share with hey, us, yeah, sir. Yeah, if you don't have a spot, we I not, just wanted to today. point out that uh, although <clears throat> the Africans were... Africans were supposedly cursed by God. It's very interesting when they ran the DNA down in the south part of the continent, South Africa, Malawi, Zimbabwe. They found people with the DNA strand, the Kohen or the Kohanim, as the Jews would say, Kohanim strand of the DNA, which means they are directly related to Moses by blood. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's very interesting. That these are supposedly people who are cursed. Yeah. But then science says, uh-uh. Even though you think they are cursed, they're actually blessed. And that is a message today. <clears throat> and we're simply saying, this points again back to the book of Abraham, that it was not correct. I don't know how intelligent people, PhD people, I know some of you guys out there that are frustrated with this, have been talking to us, that there is a ground swirl out there. Uh, for hopefully your leaders will listen. And take this out of your text. At least as scripture. There's always I, as a black man, am saying, take it out as scripture. Can you imagine what's going to happen when Africa learns about the fact that they are cursed? <laughs> There'll be riots. Some, I don't know what's going to happen. Fortunately, they won't until you move quickly to, because we want you to be like the worldwide church of God, to be believers 
Indeed. Well, and they can't just cover it up and, and no, say, well, no, it's no, folklore, no we don't know where it's coming. They need to come right out and there be honest go. about it there. and say it was an error and renounce it and just, just there, wipe there it go. out. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I don't know, if you don't have a, but we don't have a caller, I'm going to say. We have one caller. We don't okay, have any I'll lights on the, the phone, though. I don't know what's wrong with that. But anyway, let's, should we take the caller? Or do you want uh, to yeah, let's take the caller first. And okay. I'll, In line three, we have um, AJ calling. AJ? <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Is this AJ? Hello? Yes, this is AJ. Okay, you're on the air. Yes, this is AJ. Okay, Thank what's you your question? Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. What's your question or your well, comment? Well, I was wondering if the, if, the, if the LDS Church makes the changes recommended um, by the pastor this evening, wouldn't that basically state or show that Joseph Smith was not actually a true prophet of God because those are foundational truths of the LDS Church. That's probably why they don't do it because it would completely wipe out Joseph Smith's prophetic office. But one false on, prophecy. Just one point, but uh, if I may be on the LDS side, Mark Hoffman had uh, duped them. <clears throat> they corrected that. The introduction to the Book of Mormon was fallacious, DNA evidence showed, otherwise they changed that. But they didn't now, renounce they, it. They haven't made any Well, no, that's what we're saying. That this one affects the entire globe of people. You need to change this. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if, you, if they say, well, we were duped because in, in 1830, at least 1842, way back then, we didn't have, 1835 to be exact, they didn't have all the... Uh, the studies on e Egyptology, then that's okay. People will understand, sure. but they have to be fair, mm -hmm. see? And then they, they, we want them as brothers to come, become clean. But you can't hang on to a lie and on, one, on, on the other side claim to be a Christian. Right, and then lie about the lie. Yes, you, know, you can lie about the lie. Yeah, we already we, know now. We were duped by Joseph Smith, admit it, and go on. With go on, that's yeah. it. Sure. Okay, uh, does that answer your question? Uh, well, I, I, I guess I just don't agree. I, I feel like... Uh, Joseph Smith was not a prophet of, of the Lord, and therefore all of the prophecies that he put forth are just falling to pieces. That's just what it's showing. Yeah. You're right. Um, absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, line one, we have Israel calling from Ogden. Hello, Israel. Uh, yes, Doris. Uh, great ministry. We love it. Thank you. God bless you for it. We're, I just wanted to make a comment to where back in 1986, I believe it was, I went down to the LDS temple just to visit and walk around the grounds. And the baptism flock they've got there in the visitor center has the scripture. I can't. I believe it's First uh, Corinthians 14, 13. Uh, why baptize the dead when the dead don't rise? And uh, I went down to the gift shop to ask a young lady there, do you have a Bible with you that we can look up this scripture to find out? And she told me, she says, well, this is a church. Of course we've got a Bible. And she looked around and looked around, and she come back almost in tears, and she says, I can't believe it. This is a church, and I cannot find a Bible. Mm -hmm. And the, mm -hmm. the security guards for the temple, they kept following me around continually, and then finally their boss come up and asked me what group or organization I represented or was there with. And I told him, I said, we're just here with, you know, with the spirit of Jesus Christ. And he, he says, well, we don't want you causing any trouble or anything around <laughs> here. You know, they got microphones and cameras and everything there. Yeah. But uh, 
he kind of branded me as a troublemaker and told me uh, not to cause trouble. And this young lady said, well, sir, this man is looking for a Bible. I'm trying to find a scripture mm -hmm. for him. And we can't find, I can't find a Bible. She said, this is a church. Now, I believe that it's, it's not just the book of Abraham that needs to be expunged and thrown away and, and just forgotten about, thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. It's the book of Mormon also. The answer to the Mormon problem uh, is there within their church. They have the Bibles. They can get rid of everything else and that's, just go by the Bible. That's all we need. And then there's also, in Joseph Smith's first vision, when... Uh, God told him not to join any of the sects because they were all an abomination before the Lord. Why are they so insistent on being called Christian if all the Christian churches are an abomination? That's a question the Lord, we've been asking since the they, yeah. And that's pretty much my comment. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much, Israel. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, and, your uh, call. And, and some of the people out there that are listening, I want you to pray. <clears throat> Don't be belligerent. Uh, when you go to. Second uh, Corinthians 4 4 it says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of the people who are not believing so pray for them look at what happened to the worldwide church of God they got together it was painful they lost 30 percent but then they regained quite a bit more today they are solid Christians and that's what we want with the LDS yeah, church yeah. they just turned to the truth and renounced mm -hmm. all of the things Absolutely. they've been doing that was unbiblical mm -hmm. Okay, we have Nancy calling from Salt Lake on line three. Hello, Nancy. Yes? Yes, you're on the air. And you need to turn your television volume down. Regarding um, what, it, what it says in the Old Testament, during the um, time that the 12 tribes of Israel were either working or building the temple, and I don't have the scripture reference, but there was only one tribe that was allowed to either work on or work in the temple. I believe it was the tribe of Levi. That's right. And I'm wondering, why did God show discrimination at that time and only allow one tribe to do that? And how does that coincide with the other things that you said that God does not discriminate? Okay, we'll, I'll, I'm going to let the pastor answer that question, Nancy. You need to turn your volume down or I'll, or I'll uh, put you on hold. But first of all, that isn't discrimination mm -hmm. when God calls you to a certain office. It there doesn't discriminate against others. And they never put anybody under a curse. I'm going to put her on hold mm -hmm. because she doesn't. Anyway, mm -hmm. why don't you go ahead and answer yeah, that? <clears throat> Nancy, this has to do with delegation. God is telling, when they moved the ark uh, of the covenant through the desert, some people, the sons of Korah had to do this. The other people had to carry the tent. Some people had to carry the tent packs. Some people had to do the other. So it's just God has uh, given every group a responsibility. And this was Darius' point. It's nothing to do with, with uh, discrimination. And it wasn't and, putting anyone under a curse yes. by doing that. Yes. And, uh, and then in a larger sense, because the LDS doesn't, I mean, you guys study the Book of Mormon more than you do the Bible. The, everything points to Jesus. And you're going to find out when you come down to Moses, it will say, there was a man of the tribe of Levi and who married the daughter of Levi and they had Moses who became a deliverer and so forth and so on. Everything is in God. The way God laid it out as an important, uh, what do you call it, scarlet thread, the thread of blood of Jesus Christ from creation to the cross so he can pay. We can understand why it was he who paid for our sin debt in 
full. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, I hope that answered your question. Um, she didn't have her TV volume down, so I had to, mm -hmm. to, to take okay. her off it. <clears throat> um, okay, you had a um, couple more. Did you have something there that you wanted to share? We, we've still got some calls coming in, but they're not ready to be taken uh, If they're yet. not ready, sometimes we get accused and, uh, of making up stuff. <laughs> and uh, we have we books. We don't have to make it up. we got plenty. Yes, a man, a man challenged <laughs> me at our church. He was an LDS uh, man, and by the way, if you're watching, he said, you, you told me, he said, don't quote anything out of the anti-Mormon literature. Now, all I have is a whole bunch of books that I buy <clears throat> that are Deseret, whatever, and it has to be Mormon books. And I find this out of that. I have a quotation for you by Brigham Young. Now, this is the second president of the church who led the group right here in Salt Lake City. He said at one point, this was in uh, October 7, 1857. You find this other journal of discourses. Brigham Young said this. You can see men and women who are 60 or 70 years old, say 70 years of age, looking young and handsome, but let them apostatize. And they will become gray-haired, wrinkled, <laughs> and black, just like the devil. Isn't that interesting? And he said this was not doctrine. This is uh, what the president, the second president, the first one here in the valley, who said this. When people apostatize Mormonism, they become wrinkled. <laughs> now, if you go down to the ward Sunday, and if some people have wrinkles on them, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what it means either because it's nonsense. Okay, we have a caller coming yes, calling from Lehigh. Capo, I believe is his name. Hello, Capo. Yeah. Yes, you're on the air. Yeah. Turn, turn, hello, turn your TV volume down, please. Hello? Turn your TV volume down, will you please? Turn it down or I'll have to yeah. disconnect okay. you. One moment. <laughs> How you turn it down? Okay. Okay, I got it. <laughs> okay, what's your question? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. You need to turn your com volume completely down because it We're gets a lot move of feedback. On if you're doing okay, this. yeah. I would just like to like to tell you this that I've been married to a black man now for several years and you could not find a finer person than he is. You and in the beginning when I lived here in this Mormon state they would not talk to us because my husband was black. But now they know him and they've accepted him. But why is there so much hate yes. in this world Absolutely. and even in this state? Well, they don't like people that's different than, yeah. than what is and, acceptable and, to themselves. And Capo, that's what we're saying tonight. We're saying in the past uh, 10 years, I think Salt Lake City and has made great improvement relative to race relations. But this is one thing they haven't done, and that is to remove from their scripture what is a racist, bogus book. And they need to do that so that people could start taking them seriously. Yeah. You also spelled my name wrong. It is C-A-T-O, not P-O. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. okay. Well, we, we're sorry about that, and we thank you for your call. But you know... And your TV volume needs to be down. Okay, Doc. I guess we're going to have to mm -hmm. put her on, on hold because her volume is Richard. too high. 
Okay, Richard from Brigham City. Hello, Richard. Richard. I guess Richard didn't want to talk. Yeah, that the lady that just hung up. She was talking about the is a mixed marriage. And by the way, if you're still watching, Brigham Young, he said another statement that I have for you. Hopefully, put it on the screen. He said, "Let my seed, meaning his children, mingle with the seed of Cain." Uh, that brings the curse upon me and upon my generations. We will reap the same reward with Cain. That was a doctrinal statement at the time. So and that's what we're talking about. We're simply saying they need to remove this stuff and we're pounding away at that one thing. We don't want to be confused with other things. We're simply saying tonight that there is a book that everybody knows is a junk book that it didn't very, really say what it Originally, they said it said that it was a hoax, just like the Mark Hoffman uh, documents. Therefore, remove it as scripture, at least. Okay. Uh, you know, we've talked about um, different um, uh, times in history about mm. about the blacks, and and mm. we we have uh, several instances in the Bible where black people were used mightily by God. And oh. the first thing we have to realize is that the Canaanites were Caucasian; they mm -hmm. weren't black. Uh, Hagar was an Egyptian, uh, so she would have been under that curse that they're talking about. But God um, allowed their, her seed and Abraham, Abraham and Hagar to mingle together and have a child. There and there go. was no curse on Abraham from the, that. And God blessed Hagar, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, princes or kings will issue from her, and which they did. That's right, so. absolutely. And he protected her and Ishmael in the desert to make sure that absolutely. there was no damage or danger came to and them. And this, this is what Brigham Young said. He says, we have no rec record of any of God's favored servant being a black of a black race. He says the black, uh, 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 black uh, uh, skin is a mark of a curse of heaven. You know, that's deeper than what it seems. He's talking about what they call the pre-existence. That in the heavens, people, before people came to earth, blacks were not valiant, they were not strong, see. They were uh, cowards out there in heaven, you see. And therefore God cursed them with the black skin. And then we come here, and then we find, well, it was Cain. <laughs> uh, Cain was cursed, and then Ham, and somehow Egyptus get to survive. I don't know, he's hanging outside the boat. Well, no, they put her back in the boat <laughs> as a wife of Ham. Yeah. And she's in Egypt. But then Ephraimites are half African. They don't have a drop of African blood. They have a gallon, maybe two gallons of blood. Yeah, okay, we've got Richard's back. Let's see if we can get him this time. Hello, Richard. Hi, Doris. Yes, you're on the air, Richard. Great. I apologize. I called earlier, and I, I believe it just got disconnected. Something happened. Uh, I just wanted to say I am a current LDS member. Mm -hmm. uh, my family is longtime LDS uh, members, and we actually have members in our family who are black. And I just wanted to say, from what I've gathered from your show tonight, um, it almost spins it as if there's still racism going on in the LDS church, and I don't believe that to be the case at all. Um, I understand where you're coming from as far as historicity goes, mm -hmm. and I absolutely agree it was in the past, uh, but I do not feel that that plays out today as it did in the past. Um, again, I have lots of family and friends who are black, who are comfortable and happy with being in the church. Richard, we didn't um, accuse any... 
Richard, the book of Abraham, Richard, uh, and in other places in doctrine, Richard, don't seem to have any effect on that at all. Richard, excuse me, we haven't accused any of the present day yes. racism to going on. What we are doing is hitting them, the leaders who said that it was folklore, that they don't know where this yes. racism came from. And it's we're, still we're showing them where it came from. And, and you're still holding in your church this document as scripture. People like you need to rise up. You have blacks. I have a black friend of mine, Humphrey, out there. He's an elder of your church. We are friends. But you still have to, you can't have this both ways, Richard. You can't have this as scripture, which means it informs the behavior today, and then say, well, we, there's great progress at the beginning if you're listening. This is exactly what we said. We said Salt Lake City is one of the uh, cities where really race relations is very good here. So we agree with you, but you still have that as scripture. I'm still cursed according to your scripture. You know, and again, as far as being cursed, no leaders today are talking about no. you being cursed. Why is it scripture Absolutely then? no leaders today. Why, why is Richard. it scripture? About being cursed. Why is it scripture in your... It, that's... See, you can't what change the, scripture. You can't change scripture. Well, they, they, they have, I understand the argument that it was said in the past. I understand it was said in the past. You can't change scripture is right. Are you saying that that it document is, is a true document, Richard? going on today. Are you saying that document is... Go ahead. Are you saying that the doc... You have to answer this. You have to answer... You need to go Google the, the information. Read what the uh, scholars have said about that document of the translation of this so-called book of Abraham. It's a junk book. You are saying, well, today we're no longer doing it. We're saying yes. If you are really serious then, remove it as scripture. You can hold it as a historical account or a, mm -hmm. a historical book, but you cannot say this is scripture because I'm still cursed under that. That's right. What are we supposed to do? If scripture can't be changed, yes. then how can they change how they work out from scripture? Yes. I mean, you, you, you pick and choose parts of the scripture that you like to believe. But if it's not scripture, then you don't have to worry about that book. This is exactly the point we're making tonight. And we're not saying that the LDS has not made progress. It made tremendous progress, by the way. But uh, you can go uh, 10, 90, 90%. What about the 10% the that is left? It needs to be covered. Okay, we have another call coming in. Jed from Salt Lake City. Hello, Jed. How are you, Doris? Pretty good. How are you? Good. So, you know, the problem, um, Pastor, <laughs> is they go by their faith. They're, they're not going to listen to, you know, um, there's scriptures in the Book of Mormon and through the Book of Abraham, and, and uh, it's ridiculous. We all know that, but they... They, they won't give up on their faith. You know, uh, truth is not as strong as faith. And until their prophet follows the prophet, you know, it's always follow the new prophet. Uh, until he comes out and says, um, you know, we're going to abolish... Uh, all these okay. scriptures by Joseph Smith. Jed, we've got to, we've got to, I'm sorry, but we're down to closing time and we've got to hang up, but we do appreciate your phone call. Thank you. I'm sorry, what? I said we are, we need to close the show and we're getting towards the end of time, so we've got to uh, cut you off. Your oh, okay. Call. We got disconnected. Well, thank you. That, that thank was you. just. Okay. 
Um, thanks, Stan, for coming. Now, Thank you. I don't know if that we're going to be closing right on time because we do have some technical problems, but I am going to uh, give my closing comments. Uh, frequently asked question is, where did the races come from and why did God create different races of people? And there's a magnificent variety of racial traits. We all know that, skin color and hair color and eye shape and color and short people and tall people and everything in between. And, of course, the answer is wonderful. God has uh, infinite creativity. He created us in his image and his image explained in the New Testament is perfect righteousness and holiness but we uh, uh, have lost the, lo the important part of his righteousness and holiness at the uh, fall of Adam and Eve but God created us with as much variety as a beautifully fashioned flower garden he created us with many of his own attributes with uh, only on a finite level we have creativity logic ability to plan and ponder and reason we can create things huge things and tiny things and complicated things we enjoy beauty and God created us to enjoy him and his beauty and and his holiness forever. He had no intention that some of us would be his favorites and some of his of us be rubbish or of females and children being used as sex objects which so often they are. It, it wasn't his plan for children and women or blacks to be uh, or any other human being to be enslaved in polygamy or any other way. Um, all roads don't lead to, God, lead to God, just to Jesus Christ. The only ones who will be rejected are those who reject Jesus and his free salvation plan. And thanks for watching. Good night. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.